Well, good evening, friends. Welcome to the Front Porch. I'm Pastor Chris, and it is great to have you here tonight, uh, this Wednesday evening. And boy, for, for a good portion of the day, it was, it was a little humid, I think. I could feel the humidity building in, but but irregardless, it is a, it is a joy to have you here on the Front Porch with me. And um, I hope and pray that you have had a great and blessed day today. Tonight, I want to continue this uh, conversation, if you will, about prayer and um, just touching on why it is so important as part of our journey in this life to have a life centered on a conversation with God in prayer. And so I hope that you already have that and, uh, and I hope to expand on just a little bit of why that is so vital and so important to our journey. You know, as I as I watch so much happening in the news around us, and, or I interact with someone in the community about how they're doing and, and where they're at in life, I hear over and over again this, I guess it's a need, um, but yet maybe it's more of a desire to, to understand why they journey through what they have to journey through. And I don't usually, nine times out of ten, have answers for any of that, to be honest with you, even as a even as a pastor. Because because the truth is, I can only surmise certain things based on what's shared with me or what I begin to understand. But what I do find is that there's a component that's lacking from for most folks' lives, especially when they when they enter into a phase of, of struggle, um, enter into a phase of uncertainty, and and that um, I'm going to be honest, I think is centered on a lack of fellowship with God. There's a there's a verse in in, in First Peter um, that touches on this this importance. Of, a, of what it means to have fellowship with God. Um, to be in a constant state of conversation with God. Because there will come a moment when, oh, I tell you, we're going to need some intense connection. We're going to need uh, some, some intense relationship building. And... And, and Peter writes in this verse, he says, In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of elders. And all of you must clothe yourself with humility and dealings with one another. For God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Hmm. <clears throat> now this, this, uh, this singular verse, if you will, points to a, to, to a bigger... I guess window, and and that is, we all, we all want something more than what we have, and and we know it's a relationship with God. Um, some will question, does God exist? Yet I think we we could all agree there at some level we we know there is something more than what we currently have. And and, and well, I tell you what. When it comes to prayer, 
especially those I talk to, everyone says, well, I know the power of prayer. I know the importance of prayer. But yet, why don't we pray? Why don't we lean in prayer more? What what hinders it? What what stops it? I, I think some of it is, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. Some of it is, is unconfessed sins. Some of it is the the failure to see the need of God's help in our lives. Some of it is a doubt of doubt that God actually answers prayers. But it all comes down to the assurance that, that God the Father in heaven, His Son Jesus Christ, are without a doubt our source for strength, reconciliation, healing, and that it's our trust in Him to remove the barriers so that we may pray more effectively, more consistently. There was a there was a quote I read from someone in an article, and it went something like this: um, I, I I realize I have to pray a lot more, but but I don't know that I want to because it might just upset God. Wow, think about that. I'll pray more, but yet what stops me from praying more is this fear that I actually might make God mad. And. And it's funny because I think the truth is a lot of us do the same thing. A lot of us are very guilty uh, of praying in that manner. We hold back things or we uh, don't confess everything that's going on. Because what if it makes God mad? Mm. So how do we truly make prayer a daily part of our lives? Um, some of what I want to share with you tonight is is some guidelines, I guess you could say, that that help with that. I've read different things over the years, but but these these few things I think truly can um, help improve that relationship with God, improve that prayer conversation with with our heavenly Father. And, and I think it begins with our attitude of our relationship with God. Truly, truly, what is that for you? Um, in other words, do you see that, that you have a great dependence on God? And, and in that dependence, do you see how you trust in him? And do you fully trust him or do you halfway trust him? Hmm. Um, I, I I love watching uh, World War II uh, documentaries or, or even movies made about them. And I realize a lot of movies embellish a lot. Um, but I love to see how people all during that time, um, soldiers in particular, how for... For them during that era, how they thought of God as a deliverer from the evil that was in the world at that time. That they were so dependent on God to carry them through. Saw a documentary once of, um, and it was of interviews of 
survivors of World War II, of, of men and women who lived in, in London when it was bombed by the Germans and how they came to realize the only way they would survive was by God's grace. Um, and they truly found themselves that in that crisis, that it was only when the crisis, i.e. the bombs were falling, that they would begin to pray and cry out loud to God. And they realized, and I remember a, a gentleman saying, he realized it wasn't until that first bomb fell that he began to pray in his life. Because he realized if he didn't pray then, when would he pray? He needed God's help. And so our attitude approaching God is about, are we humble? Are we trying to be self-sufficient? But what, where are we in that? And then we must seek the will of God in our prayers. It starts with our attitude, but then are you, is your attitude about seeking God or or is your attitude about demanding from God? Are you going to God in prayer with the notion that, that God is going to answer exactly what you pray for? Because that is what God owes you. God, God, God owes you salvation god owes you healing god owes you restoration and relationships is this how we go before god in prayer and i'm gonna tell you a lot of us do a lot of us do because we're so frustrated with the state of how things are we're so frustrated with where things are in life that that to go before god in any other context it's a huge, huge struggle for us. Philippians 4, 6 says, In everything, present your requests before God. It's not about praying to God in crisis. And it's not about praying to God in good times. It's about praying to God in every moment, regardless of where you are in life. It's about acknowledging your frailty at the same time. You acknowledge your eternal life. And, and, and I tell you, and, I, and you know, we, we're wrapping up our Bible study on the book of Ruth tonight. And um, it's, in, it's in that study that, you know, came to learn and came to realize that, uh, that there is something so vital and, and and here is Ruth, who has been, who, who's lost a husband, who has lost her people, who's a foreigner in, in a land that she doesn't understand or know anything about, but yet it is her willingness to go before God regardless, regardless of what's going on, and to hear his voice and to trust in him no matter the outcome. And we see that in Ruth, we see that in Naomi, we see that in, in Boaz. And we see it in Daniel, and we see it in David, and we see, I mean, all of these things. Um, these folks in Scripture demonstrate what it looks like when we have trust in something we can't see or put our finger on. And see, I think that is how we pray. But it's not about rambling, it's about listening. It's about getting quiet and and just kind of hearing what God has to say. And it's, look, I, I just, 
as I look at you know my own journey in life, I, as I look at my own, uh, <laughs> got a little pooping back there, scared both cats. And I got one over here and one over here, and so they both jumped when Cooper did that. Um, but but in my own life, when I look at prayer, when I think about when when have I been, boy, so so powerfully driven by prayer, and it's a lot of times in crisis. But it's also a lot of times, and, and, and being a pastor, I guess I get a little different spectrum because I pray for a lot of people when they're in crisis. I might be in a joyful place, but they're in crisis. And so so I pray for them. But but what God, I know, I know wants me to do more and often is to give thanks, is to give thanks for what he has blessed me with. The fact that God has given me a salvation and a path towards hope. And, and and so while I'll pray in times of crisis, I have to also pray in times of celebration. And I must, oh, I must pray when the when the winds are calm and, and everything is quiet. And while I wait on a dog to bust through a door to go after the kitty cat that's taunting him in the yard, it, it's all the same. It's all about when am I gonna go before my savior and say, Lord, I don't get it. I don't get why it's so quiet right now. I don't get why why I don't have the answers I, I asked for when I was in crisis or when my friends were in crisis. I don't, I don't understand, Lord, why I don't see you responding. Instead of thanking God for the fact that he's heard my prayers and that I know he will respond, that I put all my trust and faith in him and that whatever the response is, I will be blessed because of it. And, you know, it's kind of like Cooper right now behind me. Uh, if you're just listening and not watching, you, you may, I don't know if you can pick it up or not, but, but there's always something that stands between us. There's always that barrier. And what I'm suggesting to you tonight, and what, what I think Peter suggests in this verse, is do not let things like pride selfishness don't let any of that get in the way of your time with God have that heart open to him in such a huge way that you know whatever's going on God will take care of you that is what celebrating that is worth Raising your hands to the heavens and saying, thank you, Lord, for hearing my voice tonight. Thank you for answering my prayer. Not how you're going to answer it, Lord, but thank you for answering. Because I know, Lord, you will answer. And that is our prayer. This is how we should pray. And I'm going to tell you, because I know I've experienced it, prayer takes away the anxiety and the stress in our life. Prayer can give us a way to take that deep breath and get through what we're going through because I have seen it work. I have experienced it at work. Do not let it stop you from a deeper, more intimate relationship with the Creator. We've all gone through We've all experienced something more horrific or 
heartbreaking. But don't ever let any of that stop you from a deeper, committed relationship with yourself. This journey you're on is long. This journey you're on seems endless. One day it will. And when you leave this earth, I hope that you leave behind your faith for others to follow. And it's in doing that, that people see not what you've done in the world, but see your heart for your savior, see your heart for them, see your heart for the strangers in the world. And in that life is transformed. All because you were willing to pray. So who are you praying for tonight, friends? Who are you praying for as you go through the rest of this week? We're halfway through it. I wanna know, who are you lifting up tonight? Because it just might need to be you. Because he is waiting for you. He's waiting to hear from you tonight because he loves the voice he put inside of you. Will you pray with me? Lord be with you. You know, Lord, tonight, tonight, Lord, I sit here and I, I just, I can feel the weight of a, of the, of the temperatures just rising around me, and I feel the. The, the humidity building up, Lord, and, I, and, and and it just reminds me that there is so much that we all carry. But we must have the courage and the humility to let it go, to allow you to work through us, in us, and for us, in spite of us. However it might be, you work because you love us. And whether we're praying for ourselves or for our neighbors or for the stranger down the street, Lord, we do this because we know the healing comes from you. So bless each of us tonight, Lord. Oh, bless our families, our friends, our neighbors, but bless most importantly the souls who are lost and show us to them. Allow us your broken vessel to be healed one day. Allow us, your lost spirits, to be found and resurrected one day. And in both of those cases, point us to that soul, child in your kingdom, who is just as lost as we were. And let us continue to build the kingdom on earth, just as it is in heaven. Well, my father, thank you. Time. Thank you, Lord, for everyone that stops by, no matter it's in person or here online. Oh, I give thanks to you. So, Lord, we thank you tonight. Oh, so we thank you. Amen. Amen.
Well, friends, as we depart this place, it's a overcast night. It almost looks like it's going to rain, and I kind of wish it would. <laughs> but if it doesn't, that's all right. There's no problem there. But as you go forth tonight, as you go doing whatever you got to do, I, I want to encourage you to take a few moments. Take 10 minutes. Read a passage of Scripture. Reread this verse, 1 Peter 5, 5, and just let it sink in, and then just give thanks to God, and just ask God for guidance and for wisdom, and let Him answer that prayer. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a great evening with you out here on the front porch, and and I hope and pray that for each of you, you have a, well, whatever's left of the night for you, an amazing night. Because God is with you. Just as he was the night before, just as he will be tomorrow. He is with you tonight on your front porch, wherever that might be. And so until tomorrow, when we gather again for another time on the front porch, may God bless and keep each of you. And may you feel the love of Jesus in your life. Good night from the front porch, and I'll see you right here tomorrow. God bless.